The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry, we'll voice it for you. It's No Holds Barred Radio, folks. UFC, film, politics, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it, we talk about it. And there's a lot to talk about today. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good, Bruce. How are you? I'm good. And I'm here with a good friend. Somebody else will announce in a second, but I'm very excited to have one of my favorite fighters, my favorite UFC personalities on the show. None other than the amazing, the wonderful, the UFC champion, Rose Namajunas, Thug Rose. How are you? Hi, honey. Good. I'm really good. <laughs> very cool. I, the shirt, who are we, who are we representing today? I, I can't see. Oh, you know, what's crazy. Uh, uh, what does it say? Team chose, oh, chose uh, chose martial arts. That's the very first, like, taekwondo school i started at in milwaukee so uh yeah it's actually cool because i actually was able to go back um before the whaley rematch uh-huh. and like because i was sort of like filming something that's you know not done yet but uh yeah i went to talk to them and uh it was cool because like everything's pretty much the same since i was there when i was like when i started when i was like five years old so um they had all like the student creed on the wall and everything like that it's really really cool to sort of bring back a lot of memories of, you know, starting out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like old school back then, too. Like they used to like hit us, you know, not hit us, but like hit us with uh, bamboo sticks, you know, to get our stance lower and stuff <laughs> and step on our oh, really. Yeah, like it was crazy. But, um, you know, nowadays that doesn't go over too well. <laughs> no, nowadays you just sue the dojo and they go out of business yeah. and they got nowhere to train. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that anymore. And it was always it was always love, you know, tough love. It was good, though. So, you know, when you started in the Taekwondo world, how old were you? Um, I was, I want to say I was like four or five years old. And, uh, okay, like, for instance, I, I'm second degree black belt in Tongsudo, and I, I I studied a lot of different styles, but I got very heavy into that. But then I wanted to go into real fighting, so I yeah I got heavily into kickboxing. So when was your transition? My transition uh, started, let's see, because I, I switched over to a... Um, a uh like a karate school but i wouldn't say it was like traditional karate school um they did a bunch of different styles and stuff and um they even that's where i kind of like got introduced to jujitsu and i think i was around i was a a preteen i was probably or maybe a like young teenager i might have been like 13 years old when i actually started like learning the basic positioning of jujitsu i mean it was a it was a karate kind of black belt dude teaching it and he was just watching ufc so it wasn't like you know like okay i'm really learning from like a real jujitsu black belt or anything but i mean i got the basic you know mount positions all those things probably when i was around 13 years old and i even i think i jumped into a competition without really having much experience around that age as well and so so i would say that's kind of where i started to branch out a little bit um, at that age, but you know, there was a bunch of different 
a bunch of different styles. Even at that school, I started like stick fighting a little bit and that was pretty fun. You know, we uh, put on all the gear and stuff and yeah. whack, whack each other with sticks. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. We used to do that in the park. Just let's yeah. do it. And, and as far as like, um, you know, I know back in the tough, uh, was a tough series 20, I think was, was your, was your introduction into UFC. Yeah. So, uh, before that, did you fight Pardon me, but did you fight professionally at all in any other organization before you entered the UFC back then? Yeah, I was, uh, I did, let's see, I had three fights in Invicta as a professional. So I, I was uh, two and one going into the, um, ultimate fighter show. Hey, Bruce, you need to look at, uh, Rose's flying arm bar in Invicta. It's probably the sweetest flying arm bar in MMA history. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, that was my second pro fight. TJ, were you working Invicta back then? I was not, but I was watching and I was blown away. Yeah. That's, that's when Invicta was like, uh, like I think there was just so much, like all the talent that was just kind of like spread out. We all just came together at that time. It was pretty cool. Oh, um, also two rows. Like I thought, Oh, look at that guy. Well, 12 seconds. Oh, it's Pat Barry. Here we are. God, <laughs> look at those eyes. Let me see those eyes again. I'm telling you, this is the bad guy in a movie. I don't know why they haven't cast you yet in a film, Pat. I mean, come on. I'm still waiting for that. That's right. The call's there. Come on, all the casting directors watching the show today. This is Pat Berry, okay? Yeah. Rose, she can play anything from a top-notch yeah. model to a gritty fighter, okay? She's Pat, better at acting. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. He, he's been acting ever since he stepped in the octagon. Come yeah. on. We've been watching that act. All yeah. in act. Uh, on that note, real quick, uh, Rose sort of came to, I think, uh, the casual fans uh sort of uh view and periphery before she even fought in the ufc when she was fighting in invicta because you guys did that harlem shake uh parody yeah. video, which was amazing and i pat barry's like out in the minnesota tundra <laughs> shirtless it's crazy oh my gosh yeah so 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 much like stupid video content <laughs> it was cool like that, that was the yeah. era though rose you talk about invicta back then like all the athletes yeah. were doing things to make people really care I, I don't think you get sort of the uh respect that you deserve for bringing awareness to to the modern you know women's mixed martial arts yeah. well I, I appreciate that you know i definitely uh you know uh that is something that i utilized a lot more early on in my career was like social media kind of uh, presence and stuff and you know it'd be cool to kind of tap into that again um and just sort of yeah I definitely a Harlem Shake video was pretty cool because it was funny like I wasn't gonna do I wasn't gonna do anything because it was like a contest I guess all the the um you know they gave like a, a thousand or two thousand dollar bonus for the best like Harlem Shake video but I submitted it like a day late so <laughs> I didn't win but I think I still had the best one <laughs> awesome so, yeah. Rose, obviously, everybody, you know, we all love you. I mean, you, you have such an amazing, strong following. You're you're an amazing role model. <laughs> to me, I consider you one of the best female role models in the sport for many more reasons than just your prowess when you're in the octagon doing your thing. And, you know, you came off every fight of your life from the, from the last, I would say, basically every fight of your life is always the biggest fight of your life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you just came off the biggest fight of your life against Carla Sparza. We all know that, you know, she's, um, I, I like Carla a lot too. I mean, she's an amazing wrestler, the whole bit. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to see that you suffered the loss, but at the same time, in my opinion, you didn't suffer a loss. You just suffered another experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. So how's it been for you since then? I mean, I always like to know what, what you're doing. Like, what do you, what do you do to overcome the loss aside from 
explaining what the loss was all about. I'm not so much into that now. I think anybody with a good eye for fighting knows the technical battle that you were in and how it went. Um, But since then, what have you been doing to calm yourself down or, you know, get yourself back in the mode? I mean, what what do you do? I mean, do you you run? Do you see movies? I mean, do you and Pat like spar or what what do you do? Hey, that, yeah, that might be coming up. But no, I uh, lately I've been in the garden a lot. Obviously, I think anybody that follows me knows I'm, I'm in there. Uh-huh. Uh, I had to, you know, I could have got I got a late start on this season just because, uh, you know, the, the fight and whatnot. But I, I planted a bunch of stuff. And um, so that's like the main thing. And then I have a bunch of stuff, you know, that I push off or whatever, like, you know, just adulting things. So I got to, you know, do all those things. But um, things have been really uh yeah I've definitely had my my down moments for sure but as far as like other losses this one is uh it stings but it don't sting that bad you know like it's it's fine um and if anything I'm I I know that uh I know I'm just gonna you know reinvent myself and just be a lot stronger from this uh yeah I think that was an experience that I needed um you know that yeah things didn't go quite according to plan (laughs) um yeah, but it was like really close to being according to plan. It's just, I think the most, you know, I guess for everybody else, um, you know, it sucks that it had to have been like a boring fight because I'm always a part of exciting fights. I'm I'm the I'm I bring the excitement, you know. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. So it just it just um yeah, so sorry about that, but <laughs> other than that, I, I had to do what I had to do, you know, and I think uh um I'm proud of myself ultimately. Like there was a couple of things that I was a little upset with myself about, you know, like just certain things that I like didn't really recognize myself right. or just came out of character a little bit. But ultimately, um, I'm I'm very happy. Hey, I, I, hate, I hate the idea that Rose is apologizing because I thought it was a very I know I do too. Fight. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it wasn't, you know, the the sort of barn burner that we're used to to, you know, Thug Rose being in and, and you know, yeah. adding to that championship legacy. But I will say this and and I'm curious to get both of your guys thoughts about this. You, you too, as well, Pat. You know, I, I thought that this was a fight where you, you could argue who won the fight, you know, either way, if you really want. But this came down to, to sort of the game of combat sports. And I don't want to say that, like, I don't want to like say that mixed martial arts is not uh, as real as it gets. Like it is very much the, the realest sport in the world. But I think if, if people are saying that Carla won, it's because she quote unquote, you know, beat the game. She won the game. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair either, because you brought up a good Rose, uh, good point Rose as well. When you talk about defense, I don't think you were necessarily credited with your defense. So I, I kind of want to pick your guys' brains about the, the idea that, you know, combat sports at the end of the day when it's involved in a you know regulated environment a lot of times it's more about winning the game and and, you know playing for points rather than sometimes playing for a stoppage and if i could interject one little thing before you answer that rose you know the bottom line is it's a chess match yeah and if you ever watch people play chess it's never that exciting, okay? You're all sitting there waiting for the move. And we all know that Carla's looking for that single leg takedown every chance she gets to get you down on the ground, you know, with the, with the prowess and, and the fine fighter that she is. Yeah. Okay, you didn't have a barn burner. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, folks, you know? Hey, I will say this. Every, like, so So the, the, the game plan, like 90% of the game plan was complete as far as, like, um, just shutting down her strengths, you know, like she, she's always does the same thing. I've shown something completely different. You know what I mean? So it wasn't even like I was going into the fight, like you got to beat the champ to be the champ. No, I never, like, even though that's something that like, 
I could agree with a lot of the time, but for this fight, it was also like, I'm regardless of the belt, like I've shown that I can, you know, have these slugfests and, and pull out, you know, and, and, and get my, my face broken and, you know, walk through all that stuff. But um, like, I feel like she didn't really show anything different and, you know, um, and she had reason, reason to not, you know, like step into the fire, obviously, uh, you know, weddings and things like that but <laughs> um you know so I'm glad she's able to to have her wedding with a, a a clean face but ultimately you know it's like uh I just I just felt like um yeah I don't know I forgot what I was gonna say but uh get, get back to the strategy a little bit if you don't yeah, mind because I don't cross get like, back to the strategy well I feel yeah. like you make a good <laughs> argument that you should be rewarded for defense yeah and I think it's also but you know it's it's one of those things where um I was even like the opportunities that presented itself to, you know, like the moments where I was going to be offensive. I hate to say this because <laughs> it is an excuse, but every time I would be like, all right, this is the game ender right here. Or this is about to lead to my offensive move. My fucking foot would slip. I'm sorry for cursing, but it was really annoying. And, and I've never had a problem with it. Like all of the fights in UFC, except for the last two fights. If you watched that one and then the one before that, Every time it's like even the the fight with um the rematch with Whaley, it looks like it looks like she rocked me, but she did not. Like I slip as she like threw a punch and then I'm like I like I wobble backwards. And so it's just like it's really annoying. <laughs> it's like getting on ice or something, you know. Let's let's touch on that a second because I'm gonna tell you something. There's nights I'm in the octagon, and you know, when I'll do like my uh 180 move or yeah. my 90 move. And my foot will either land solid and I'm really firm. Yeah. Flips, right? Mm -hmm. And I noticed that night that you fought, that as the night went on, my foot started to slip. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if that's because you're wearing shoes too, Bruce. And I'm wearing shoes. Yeah. And, and I, wear, I wear these special shoes to allow me to move the way I want to move. I get these Hugo Boss shoes that I love. They're flat oh, sole the whole bit. Yeah. But I noticed that my foot actually, I would be in my position with my legs wide and my, my left leg that I just planted was yeah. slipping forward as I was announcing. And yeah. I wonder if that's maybe because they, they have to clean the octagon sometimes in between yeah. fights. I don't know. Well, Some nights that thing just seems slippier than other nights. But if they yeah. use any sort of water, that's supposed to add traction because it's canvas. So yeah. I, right. I don't totally know. Well, it's really weird because like you said, sometimes your foot will catch. And actually there was a moment where it was, it was very weird where it almost, it slipped and then caught and it almost rolled my ankle forward. Mm. And I think it was like, I was throwing an uppercut and I like, <laughs> I went like this and uh, it was weird because I felt my foot like slide and then almost roll, like almost rolled my whole freaking ankle over. And so I'm just I, blew, I blew my ACL like that, Rose. I yeah. blew my ACL exactly the way you just described it. When I was yeah. in George St. Pierre, when I did a bunny hop back and my foot slipped and it rolled and then my ankle blew, my, my yeah. knee yeah. yeah. And I don't know if it's something like, cause I heard there's something that's sprayed on the, on the logos or something. I don't know, but it's, it needs to be addressed. <laughs> something needs to happen. <laughs> is, there some, is there something that can like be used like equipment wise, like a grip tape to be put on the sole of the foot or something? When I fought, yeah. when I fought in Amsterdam uh, years ago, back when I fought in Amsterdam, we used to spray. It was like a, you, when you get in the ring, you put your foot over the rope and they, they have this aerosol spray. Really? It sticks your foot to the ground, like like a, like a foot like a football player sprays in their hands or whatever. Yeah. You used to spray yeah. that on your feet, but uh, they uh, I don't think they, they don't not, allow it. Or something. Do I don't which, know. Which uh, in turn is our fault, right? Because uh, 
Yeah, we knew that the too, cave, you know. The, like, the octagon has been slippery ever since I was fighting. Right. It's just weird because I never had that problem up until right. we fight. But what I was going to say was um, we go into every fight and we come out of every fight complaining about how slippery it is. I think all UFC fighters do it. We complain about the slipperiness instead of, this is why I say it's our fault, instead of training and preparing for a fight on a slippery campus because yeah. it's not going to change. We've been making the request since 2008. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's well, not going to One gonna... thing that I used to do was I would like shadow box on my kitchen floor because it's like slippery and I would put socks on. I haven't been doing that, so maybe I need to do that a little more. <laughs> I don't know. But it's <laughs> stupid. It's just like, whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm kind of worried about that training technique because I can just see yeah. a slip and, you know, you right. don't want to slip. Hey, <laughs> don't want to slip yeah. in the kitchen and miss your fight. Like, I, know, I know some commissions feel differently about it. It's a, sort of a case-to-case scenario, but are, are tie socks a, a better solution? Like, is, is that something you can do to add better? Possible. I could we, try we that. We don't know what the rule is on that. Right. No, it's the same thing. Like I said, it's, it's different everywhere. I see guys coming in with tie socks. People have come in with tie socks. They do, they yeah. Tell, they tell us all the time that you can't wear those. Yeah. We see then them. how does the guys that I've seen or walk in with them? How do they it's do different, it? Different, Bruce. It's, it's every right before different. they walk out and they ain't gonna say nothing. Doesn't, doesn't Amanda? Doesn't Amanda Nunes have tie socks on when she's? She fighting? does usually. It, yeah. It, it, again, it depends on the commission, and I think uh, to even the more granular level, I think it might depend on the inspector that is looking at you. Yeah. Right. That yeah. It does. It does really because um, yes. That yeah, can make sense. Hey, Suppose yo, I got to ask you. I got to ask you one question. The, you know, in the last few fights, and and it was it went viral when you're standing there as wonderfully and as stoic and as and and as ready to rock as you are, going, "I'm the best." When mm-hmm. I'm announcing you, but I noticed when I was in the octagon the other night, I didn't see you saying, "I'm the best." You know, yeah. and, <laughs> and you are. <laughs> you know, win or lose. Was yeah. there a reason for that, or how, how? If I may ask you, how would you explain that? You know, that's something that I'll probably need to dive into my own psyche a little more to really give you a, a proper answer. But uh-huh. um, there was definitely something off. You know, I definitely was uh, a little less. I think it was weird because like like beginning of the training camp, I was very motivated. And then right. there's just a there's just a lot of stuff that I was dealing with. <laughs> um, and it's you know, it's every time like it, it's not nothing. Um, you know, it's it's not. Uh, a reason but it, it's it is me sh- shut up <laughs> um but I did feel like slightly apathetic <laughs> I don't know interesting yeah. interesting word just just to tie it back but... into the uh, the strategy that you were asking about you have to perform your strategy your opponent performs your strategy and the strategy everyone's waiting for the other one to come out of it and to like give the window of opportunity to finish the fight. Um, that never appeared. So the reason why we're okay with the result is because we're aware that Rose didn't take it. Yeah. I think, okay. The, the apathetic use of the word is only in applicate in, in apply to the context of in order for me to basically make my opportunity, like, because the couple slips that happened in my mind, I was like, okay, uh, I'm, you know, this, in order for me to make this thing happen, like I kind of have to force it. And there's a huge risk that comes with that. So, and normally I have no problems with doing that, but in that moment, I was like, I don't know if this is time to do that. (laughs) I usually do. And then that moment, there was just a bunch of, you know, calculations in my head. That's like, I don't know if this is the risk that's worth taking right now, you know? 
you know, in, in, in my life, because I'm a big poker player, right? Mm-hmm. So, and poker and fighting, um, they relate mentally. And it, it comes down to this. At some point in poker, you decide to put the guy to a test or the woman to a test put by putting all your chips in, by going yeah. all in. And there's only one of two things that's going to happen when you do that. You're either going to knock them out, submit mm-hmm. them in our game, or you're going to get knocked out and submitted. It, there's just one. It, that's it. It's going to go either way. And in a in a fight that wasn't necessarily passive, but was the way that it was, you know, mm-hmm. she's worried about your long distance, your ability. You know, she's going to walk into those punches. You're dealing with the wrestler and the single leg, double leg takedown potential, all that goes with it after that happens. Mm-hmm. That's what made it a technical fight. And and win or lose, Rose, at least as the saying goes, you didn't get the crap kicked out of you. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, <laughs> this dominating factor that I, yeah. I've seen you do to Joanna and other people. You and, know? you know, and 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 uh, and for the like coming out of that fight now, just after feeling her, because obviously we knew we both had improved. I knew I felt like my growth was exponentially like larger. But at the same time, like I didn't know exactly how much she grown. So I was kind of going into it like, you know, now that I know what she feels like, um, you know, I don't necessarily like I had that respect for it, but now I feel like, um, I feel like, mm, you know, my wrestling strength was, I don't know. I felt pretty damn strong. So I feel like confident to be able to stand up if I wanted to, or even, even take her down. And I did it towards the end. So to me, it's like, if I ever, you know, got that opportunity again, I'd feel way more confident in that um but you know we didn't know any of that until after the fight <laughs> you though. know it's just but it took wait, wait, Pat, always, what did you say we didn't know any of that until after the fight though okay. yeah and it sounds kind of lame because it's like well i had 25 minutes to take that risk but i just was like shit <laughs> i don't want to take the risk right now rose the, night, the night's not the night yeah <laughs> You're yeah. gonna keep popping your head in and oh, out like that, right. Pat. You're this like, like, this like, is like, like the Jack in the Box. <laughs> VH1's pop up video back in the day. Just with Pat it is the pop up. Yeah. You know, Rose, listen. Yeah. I didn't I mean to listen. I mean, the, the, the reality of the situation is okay, you're coming off a loss. You're gonna deal with it. I yeah. mean, you fought Zhang twice. Um, you got the split decision over Jessica mm-hmm. after, you know, dealing with the other loss by Jessica. Um, it's not a question of asking you when you're going to come back. It's all about when you decide to come back. You know, this is yeah. your world. This is your oyster. This is your life. People can come to you. You can get a call tomorrow morning from Mick or Shelby or whoever's handling your, your matchmaking. And there's nothing wrong with you saying, I'm not ready. Or you say, hey, get me back in there. But this is all your decision. None of us have anything to do with your decision. Okay, yeah. we're not in there. And that's why when people boo or whatever, I look at them in the audience, no matter how great they are when they're when they're raving, and when they're booing, I basically go, I'm thinking to myself, will you shut the F up? <laughs> I mean, you're not in there doing yeah. this. I had a king of the cage one time years ago, yeah. right back, like king of the cage four or something like that. And there were two heavyweight, overweight heavyweights, if you know what I'm saying. Super doing their thing. It wasn't the best fight. And the crowd is booing the hell out of them. Okay. <laughs> now we're not on TV. We're being taped for videotapes. I got in the octagon after I announced the winner. I said, and listen, for all of you in the audience is booing. We have a table over here. We're taking sign-ups for a special tournament at the end of the night where you get to fight me, Larry Landless, and Herb Dean. And for all of you that are booing, we'd appreciate if you sign up. Or we please stop booing and respect the fact that these fighters are doing everything they can for you. You know what? They stopped. There was only 2,000 people. They stopped booing. I mean, it went down to a complete minimum. it's like respect nobody is doing what you're doing rose nobody can tell you what to do only rose and pat can tell you what to do you know yeah and i think it's just the expectation was so high the thing is is like but ultimately 
you know, there was a lot of other exciting fights and there was lots of blood and oh, yeah, it was a good night. Yeah. Things like I was just like, oh, my gosh, like it was even scary for me to watch like <laughs> certain <laughs> things, you know, and uh, it's just like, OK, just go take a snack break. If this boring to you, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm sorry, but and and, and uh, you know, the, the thing is, is, yeah, like ultimately that that was a, like, I don't want to disappoint anybody. But at the same time, it's like we kind of knew that like i was thinking at least just the first round yeah you know, once i figured something out, i was expecting the first round for some booze um so it didn't really i was just expecting that and then i just got i just never came out of that part of the game plan <laughs> right. but you know so it so it didn't really bother me uh because i had expected that like this is gonna probably happen at least for five minutes but i was like hoping to Okay, now I'm gonna start, and it just never did. <laughs> hey, I hate to be like an apologist because, yeah. you know, like I, I feel like there were things to appreciate in this fight. I'm a hardcore mixed martial arts fan. Tactical fights are beautiful in their own way, but I'm curious because when when you talk about the growth of Carla, like you had a pretty good idea uh, of what Carla was going to bring to the yeah. octagon. I think people, you know, know what her stock and trade is. Yeah. Do you feel that the fight looked the way that it did at times because Carla's not the the typical uh, type of fighter, like say. Uh, a, a Ioana or a Zhang Li who's going to bite down in the mouthpiece and actually try to take you out. She's more of a plotting fighter. So the fight tends to be that way. Yeah. Watch all her fights. I mean, if you rewatch any of her fights um, for the most part, like she, she makes herself look like this like, oh, and then you, you think you can just take her out and that's how she boom. And then she ducks under and that's like her whole game plan is to get you to come at her, mm -hmm. you know? Like she's never really like she'll do blitzes, you know, and then she'll kind of just to get you pissed off to come at her. And that's why I was like, no, I'm not I'm not doing what you want me to do. <laughs> even like it was even her corner was like, oh, there she's stepping forward now. And I was like, nope, now I'm stepping back. <laughs> she's like you a know? little red, little Randy Couture, you know, the way she fights yeah. sometimes, you know, it's yeah. a, and, that, and I mean that with all respect. because no, She, she oh, does yeah. it she's like a, masterfully, she's you know, absolute but, master at what she does. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, absolute master at what she does, man. She's got well, she she always has size going against her. She's you know, God bless her. She's only five one or five two, which immediately she's got the size differential. She's got to deal with your reach. I mean, you know, you can pick her apart with strikes coming in, which is you know, she's always got she's got to fight that kind of fight. Yeah, and, and yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, like now, yeah. So I I would know what to do a lot better now. Um, I I know like certain certain things that I could have. Uh, did better even just in my preparation but ultimately it's like there's always adjustments you can make regardless of win or loss so it's like it's all just about what's the next you know turning the page what's next like just you know getting back to martial arts and just like gardening and and improving myself as a as a person and then you know see what's next improve yourself as a person get back to finding your passion and your fire to reset it off i mean it's only right but you know i'm, I'm just going to go down a small list here you deserve nothing but respect for the warrior spirit and the warrior that you are. And I'm going to tell you why. In all the times you've been in the UFC, you fought nobody but the best. I mean, starting with Carla, Angela Hill, Paige Van Zandt, Carolina, you know, Koa, 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 I can't always have problems. <laughs> yeah. I'll get it when I announce it when it comes to the octagon. Michelle Watterson, Joanna, yeah. you know, Jessica and Zhang. Hall, I mean, Hall of Fame resume. Yes, Hall of Fame resume. Yeah. Look at that pedigree. Nobody can hey. argue anything. I don't want to hear anything from anybody. I yeah. just want to hear that you're happy. You guys are loving your lives together. And when yeah. you're ready to come back, I just hope I'm still there. 
and that's it. Yes. Hey, yes. I will be. I will be. The day you're not, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Speaking yeah. of Hall of Famers, let's be honest. Daniel Cormier, no one knows who Daniel Cormier is if he never screams Thug Rose 800 times. Yeah. Yep. No. Kidding, obviously. Yep. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> No. So you guys got any trips planned? I mean, you know, listen, you got a great relationship going. And uh, yeah. you know, as, as Pat knows, I can't wait to hear the day that I can announce you walking down the aisle of love forever. But I think you're doing that now anyway, without doing yeah. it. So no, I, I got to figure something out because, yeah, that, that would be really cool. Um, and I'll definitely let you know when, when we plan something like that. But uh, but right now <laughs> I want to um, I'm just like on a little property search, you know, like I want to want to uh, either get some land or maybe buy a house. I don't know exactly what's what one of the downsides of being a fighter like uh we've been uh on this land search here in colorado for a while now but then we realized quickly that we don't know anything (laughs) yeah yeah we don't don't have any education (laughs) or dads (laughs) let me give you a little a little advice because i come from malibu where i grew up with brush fires my whole life okay wherever you buy in colorado because the fires that happen there do your research and make sure you're not in one of those fire zones because they do have a tendency to go up again about every seven or eight years, you know, God forbid. So, yeah. I mean, I know, I know that's my point. Yeah. Yeah. When you say like land search, are you talking about like a land to build on or like you want to make this garden massive and like start a farm? That yeah. One. That, um, that, that yeah, one. that, and, uh, you know, obviously I've been, I had, uh, been into airships for a while. They're just like these self-sustaining houses. So I want to build one of those, but, that's, That's awesome. going to take a while, so I got to, like, kind of just take my steps. But ultimately, yeah, like a homestead or a farm or whatever it is, you know, I, I love you, I love doing that. You talked about that last time on the show about the, uh, the, the I guess the, it's a home that basically takes care of everything. It, yeah. yeah. Again? It's like it's a soft grid and it, you know, it recycles its water. It treats the sewage on site. It, um, it collect, you know, obviously solar panels and stuff, but um, even like one of the best kind of. It, it temperature controls everything the way that it's built because it has like in within the structure it has like right. ram tires and things and and just depending on where you're at like you know in the world climate wise it they adjust it to where you're at so you know it's it's like a all you know inclusive you know uh operated house <laughs> the house stays the same temperature yeah. all year and it long. and it uses um it uses like some recycled materials and stuff so it's like not just you're not just like, okay, now starting off by doing something better for the planet. You're actually like cleaning up some stuff, you know? So like certain plate, especially here in Colorado, it's good for like the, the way they build it. They use it with like the earth ram tires. So like in colder places. And so, you know, there's billions of tires that just go to the landfill and then, yeah. just, you know, just sit yeah. there Tire, all the time. So tires, bottles, yeah. cams, um, bottles. Yeah. It's not a house made out of garbage. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, but they make it real beautiful. Like, you know, like the bottle they put in all little artistic ways and it's like a stained glass windows and it's really cool. Yeah. It's That's a house really made cool. out of garbage, but yeah. it's not a garbage house. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I have to ask, because um, yeah. I think, you know, you, you guys have the DNA to make some amazing children. Mm. Oh, thanks. Is that, and, and would the house have a one or two extra rooms? Is that something that, that potentially do you think about in your future? I definitely thought about it. I definitely thought about it. Um, <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely um crazy. That's I look at Pat. Look, Pat, you don't see Pat, but he's crossing fingers. His eyes are going up. Okay, yeah. Obviously, okay. you know, just with like the world that we're living in, it's like it's. It, I think it's a crazy world to like bring kids into, but at the same time, it's like you know, God says, "Be fruitful and multiply." So, you know, I think it. I think it'd be a beautiful thing. 
Hey, I mean, you get one of these uh, all-inclusive houses, as you put it. You can bring kids into the world and then decide when you actually want to let them go out to the outer world, you know? Yeah, yep. there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's the for idea. For sure, for sure. I don't think I've ever seen a man's reaction so happy and facially speaking <laughs> as Pat is during that last uh, bit of conversation yeah. we just had. You know what's funny is that I definitely thought about that, and I have also thought about adopting before, too. So I guess it just, like, depends, you know? Yeah. But... Yeah. That's okay. I think you'd make a great mom. Both would be cool, but you know. <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start off with another puppy first. You know yeah. what? It's the old story. When yeah. you decide to fight again, when you decide to have a kid, we'll all hear about it and we'll all go like this. Yay. Okay. Yay. So it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Can it's you just say though, real quick, like dogs, like puppies, they're harder than children, I think. For you for a brief so? period of time. Well, I don't have no nothing to base it off of, but well, my mom yeah. my mom says you can't legally put a kid in a cage for eight That's hours. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> TJ, did you just say it's harder to take care of a dog than a kid? Oh, my, my, maybe I had like an exceptional baby, but my kid was a lot easier to take care of than my uh, English Bull Terrier. Maybe I had an yeah. exceptional dog. <laughs> I well, that's funny, like I thought about getting an English Bull Terrier. I hear they're really like stubborn. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're very hyper, right? Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're like Pat. They're like Pat. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, look at that beautiful guy. That. Yeah, that's Miska. Is he a mix? Oh my God, he's so beautiful. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Like a little bit of a, well, I don't know what she is, but she's just like kind of maybe like a little fox or something. She's gorgeous. <laughs> God, her coat is amazing. Right there, yeah. How old is she? Uh, she's like nine. <laughs> going on nine. Yeah. So she's nine. Like, oh, so cute. So yeah. cute. Yeah. That makes me wonder. I got to get a dog again. God. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, they're the best. Can I ask you a question I've been wanting to ask you for like 10 years? Me? Yes. Go ahead. What What is the origin story of its time? Okay. Um, I always wake up in the morning, you know, when you time to shave and everything. And, you know, and I've always had my own businesses since I was 19, right? And I've always had to motivate myself as entrepreneurs have to. So I always want the day to be the best day it can be for me. So after I'm shaving or something, I would literally look in the mirror and go, it's time. You know? <laughs> Right? That's awesome. so that I used to, I, I still do, you know, it's yeah. just my, my thing. It's my mantra. And what happened was, is that because when I started in this game, I was managing my, my legendary brother, Michael Buffer, who I met late in life. I met him when I was 20. You guys know the story. We mm -hmm. did not grow up together. And um, when I decided to go into announcing, I never wanted to be Frank Sinatra Jr. Okay. I wanted to be Bruce Buffer. Right. right. So I told myself, if I can't create my own style in the first two to three years, I was going to quit. Right. Leave it alone. I got plenty of other things I can do, including my management, any blah, blah, blah. So I started off the shows without being phrase driven. Like everybody thinks you got to have, let's get ready for this. It's time for this. You know, everybody, oh, I'm going to be an announcer. I want to have a catchphrase like Michael Buffer because he, of course, he created that whole genre. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. So I would start off the show saying, it's time to begin the ultimate fighting championship. And that's the way I started every show. So then when Dana bought it, he brought me into Vegas and it was a, a full on Godfather meeting. Let me tell you, we yeah. sit down and, you know, we, we, we knew each other for years. We get along great. So, uh, but he said, he go, you know, I'd like you to take that out of the beginning. You go, there's two fight announcements that were the greatest announcements I've ever heard. That's when you introduced Tito Ortiz against Devin Tanner in Atlantic city. And when Michael Buffer introduced, um, uh, Oh God, I forget. Um, a, a great fight. I'll, I'll think of it in a second. And he said, if you can keep that tempo, keep that tempo. So I did. And I started to keep that tempo and build on it. But then at the main event, 
about seven, eight years into my announcing, uh, I realized that, hey, you know, the fighters have been training six to eight weeks. The, the people are sitting in the arena watching on TV for five or six hours. Now it's the main event. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. It's time, right? That's when I started to incorporate it's time. And another key reason is that when you start off the main event, it's like, and now the main event of the evening, your referee in charge, the judges are, the commission is. It's like you take the whole wind out of the audience and you got to bring it back in and accentuate it again. Mm -hmm. That's why I created the, I, I have to start it off with a big pop. Then I got to take everybody flat, including the fighters. And then I want to bring them all back in, explode it and go right into the announcing of the fighters. That's yeah, it. I could, I totally see that because that's yeah. exactly how it feels. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's funny because now after in Brazil, it started when everybody would say it back to me and they speak Portuguese. I realize now that I could like hold this time for five more seconds or when I go and now, you know, I can yeah. hold that and they'll hold it as long as I hold it while I'm saying it. And it's kind of it's kind of Simon says it's kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is fun. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best parts yeah. of fighting in your team. It's cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. It, you know, as long as it keeps making the hair stand up in my arms, but the moment I use my pat, lose my passion to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Then it's time for me to retire. You know, same for you too, Rose. Same. You know? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm not just in this for the paycheck. I'll be the first one to cash it every Monday morning or the seat. I love my seat. I'm in this because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. Right. right. And that's, that's it. Important. I'm in this for you. I'm in this for the fighters. <laughs> good. good yeah. one. Come on. <laughs> I want the fighters to make the most money they can make. We all know UFC pays with the exception of a couple other deals here or there, but the UFC pays the most money of anybody. And, yeah. and as I always say, with respect to all other organizations, you never leave the NFL. No. You don't go play in the CFL with all respect. You stay mm -hmm. in the NFL. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the move to make. Yep. Yeah. So I hope I answered your question, Pat. I've been wanting to know for you. Forever. Like I've been wanting to know for, for a while, like where did that come from, bro? Because it's, it's fantastic, man. Thank you, man. Well, that's why I'm coming out with all my products here. I'm going to show, you'll be getting a case of my new energy drinks. Okay. Coming out. Oh, shoot. So natural. Okay. This is not, this is not the garbage. This is the good stuff. Even, even yeah. Jeff Vinsky loves it. Oh, that's so perfect. I, because I literally just started like, he's obviously on all kinds of energy drinks and stuff. But for me, it's like, I don't, you know, I sometimes will drink a little bit, but not like so much, but I've been drinking these like healthy ones and they've actually been kind of good lately. So I'm definitely down for, you know, the healthier. <laughs> where do you, where do you taste this? We'll, we'll, if you like it, then we'll discuss some other stuff that could happen. And Pat, what the hell are you doing drinking an energy drink? You don't need energy. <laughs> All his life. All his Bro, life. I mean, it's tough, man. So bad. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I just can't even imagine you needing substituted energy. I just, I just, I've never seen you in a lull for God's sake. Yeah, it probably just put, brings him back to level. Like at there this you point. Go. <laughs> that's it. You know? that's, that's the key right there. Mental. Yeah, yeah five, five hour energies. Oh, this is the worst stuff you can put in your body. You don't want that. It's got taurine in it. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to drink that. You're going to drink this. the game buffer. This is just they're talking about before the it's time energy drink. That's All how I right, well, want to live. You know, yeah. I'm still four to eight weeks away from us. We're in England and it's, it's doing great. Hey, when you were on the show last time, did I offer to send you a bottle of puncher's chance bourbon? I don't know if you drink. Do you drink? No, we don't. We don't normally drink, but that's why well, that's he why. doesn't for sure. Not. No, I, I don't. But... Yeah, for sure not. But... No, I don't want you to drink either, Pat. That's another thing you can't <laughs> no. do. Okay. <laughs> no. Not no more. No. But I mean, I could try something, you know. Yeah. Roses, something roses, little. Pat, do me a favor. Send me Rose's address. Let me send you out a bottle of Puncher's Chance. <laughs> I made this with people like Rose in mind. It's all about the underdog and a life can change it. Have you seen it, Rose? What's that? Have you Have you seen the? Uh. -uh. The bottle's amazing. 
Oh, wow. That's yeah, cool. Puncher's Chance. I like yeah. that. That's cool. We won six gold medals, three for taste, three for bottle design. And we just got voted the top five best sipping bourbon in America. So really? Okay. Yeah. Shoot me an address. I'll have my people send you out a bottle. Yes, please. Thank you. If you like it, shoot me back a little video or something. Show me you like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll put it on social media, sell another 10,000 bottles, and then we'll hire you to promote it. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I sent the address just now. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. You guys want to promote? Oh, Rose, do you have any um, anything to promote? Like, how can we get like Rose Namajunas merchandise aside from UFC and stuff? Yeah. So um, RVCA or Ruka is how, you know, I guess it's pronounced. But uh, if you just go to RVCA.com, uh, I'm supposed to be coming out with the clothing line, actually, like the actual, you know, my my collection. But um, but I have some T-shirts and stuff that uh, I was actually going to wear that one. But anyway, um, I got a couple of T-shirts that um, if you, you know, you can buy my T-shirt on their website. Very cool. Well, you know, I have a I have a company called Millions.co that the Shemshenko sisters are part of, um, yeah. Doug Nasty, a lot of people coming in where we make all that merch. I can I can have them make and recreate your merchandise on Millions.co at no cost to you whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. And we ship it worldwide. When that happens, let me know, because I could imagine with all the fans you have, I mean, there's got to be Thug Rose merch out there. No, it definitely uh, that's definitely like things that we've been working on for sure. Um but uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah, I don't I sell very fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But um, but yeah, we're working on that. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear more about what what did you say it was? It's Billions? called millions.co, millions.co. Um, we take every athlete of every, we start off with fighters and we just took off like crazy. Yeah. But we have video abilities there where you can like, we have these watch parties like the Shemchenko sisters do. When you're not at a UFC, your fans will pay to join you on the, on the thing you can watch the UFC with them. They can ask you questions, just like a fight companion, like Joe Rogan has. Oh, okay, and then, and yeah, that's cool. I have sponsors come in where you can make even more money with the sponsors that we'll bring in, and then we make these our merchandise. Like for instance, um, as an example, let's say Derek Lewis in Houston goes, "My balls are hot," right? Yeah, everybody laughs, right? Mm -hmm. I can have a shirt ready to be delivered to the world the very next day. Wow. Okay. That's how fast we're Pat. I'll send you the link and I'll set it. I don't mean to talk about this on the show. I've done it before with other fighters, but you're perfect for it as you are too, Pat. We would also create a line of merch for you. Okay. There's yeah. no cost to you. No <laughs> cost to you. And we give like in a, in a merchandise deal you have with, uh, and I love, um, is it Ruku? Is that how you say it? Ruka. Yeah. Ruka. Mm -hmm. Ruka. Uh, the owner's a great guy. I just saw him recently. They do a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Usually in license deals like that, you get 10 or 15%. Here you get like 70% of everything. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm trying to teach the fighters how to brand themselves better, make money aside from their check <laughs> on fight night. Yes. You know, I, I'm, I'm in this game to help fighters make more money. I, it's just yeah. one of my dreams and one of my goals. It's always been that way. Trying, yeah, no, that's I'm, I've training. got all the time right now to do all those things. So that's yeah, that, that'll, uh, that that's something I'll be working on for sure. All right. I'm going to I'm going to send you a group text to my my associate named Brandon. You guys can set a little meeting and talk to him. Okay. Cool. Now that you got the time up. Okay, enough business. That's all. <laughs> Nothing like I just want to make you more money so you can take better vacations and, and build yeah. bigger houses for your future children. <laughs> the house made of garbage a lot quicker. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. All right, guys, we've kept you a little longer than planned, but it's always a joy to have you on the show. And and Rose, I know like I'm one of like maybe one or two interviews you've done since your fight night. And I that's an honor to me, and I really respect that. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah, it very much. Yeah. Anytime, for sure man, yeah i always like talking to you so. always like talking to you man yeah all right well listen one night we're at a show let's let's get together have a little dinner and maybe break a few 
a few glasses of water. Okay. <laughs> yes, energy drinks. Yeah, energy drink. Yay. Okay. Well, I got your address now, so you'll be in the pipeline for merch. I'll take care of everything I told you I was going to do. But again, thank you, thank you so much. And Rose, again, the world is your oyster. It's all up to you. It's up to okay. nobody else. Okay. Yes. Yes. There you go. All right. Awesome. You'll be back. Right, I'll be sharing my office with you again soon. Yeah, for sure. I'm Excellent. looking forward to it. Thanks. <laughs> Say hi to Trevor for me. Well, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye, Pat. Take care, champ. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. I've had an absolute blast recording your championship intros on audio and also on video. And for those of you that didn't know, the videos can be done special exactly the way you like them because these are green screens and we can do them with a scene behind me. Do you want a fighting scene? Do you want a beach scene? Do you want a race car scene? Any scene you want, we can give it to you. It's your theme and my pleasure. Just write our offices and we will answer you with the exact fee involved and how it'll get done. So here we are, and now it's time, and it's your choice. Cheers. Lovely couple, you know. Um, how can you not like Rose? There's something. How can you not like her? There's just, there's just people you just cannot not like. Well, you know, I mean, we, I, you can't help but like a part of me, sure. including Pat. You know? Sure. No, one hundred percent. You know, we we talked a, a lot about this uh, over the the years that Rose has sort of, uh, you know, had her ascent uh, up the division, but also last time we, you know, talked to her following uh, her her Zhang Wei Li fight. But I think it's still present today, uh, even in defeat. Like you're still seeing an evolutionary process unfold with Rose Nami Yunus, and for a lot of athletes who lose their championship belt, they lose a part of who they are and their, their sense of self and sense of identity. I don't feel that really at all with Rose Nami Yunus and, and the way that she talks about how, you know, she lost and, and she'll be better next time. And she obviously is looking at it as a, as a learning experience. She doesn't seem like, don't get me wrong. She was defeated, but she doesn't seem defeated. If you will. No, not defeated at all. And that's where the strength of her attitude comes in. And you know what, if she wants to take six months, if she wants to take a year, that's her prerogative because she's well, she always going to get at this it. point, you know, and, and there, there aren't a lot of athletes, Bruce, that can really walk away from active competition for, you know, the better part of a year or or an extended leave from the octagon and still be OK. I think I think Rose could take away uh, as much time as she wants and, and just sort of focus on herself and, and come back better than ever. Absolutely agree. And um, no matter what, when she, like, what do you, what do you think her contender status is now? One or two? She I mean, doing? she's one in, in my opinion. Um, does that mean she's going to get a, a, a fight, you know, with the champion next fight out? I, I think there are some things that could unfold where that could be the case. I don't think she's going to fight Carla again uh, right away, but if no. Carla does, you know, lose, uh, you could see Rose immediately uh, in that uh, title mix. Because again, like, I, I know this was a, a fight that maybe wasn't uh, the most impactful and, and wasn't, you know, on brand for uh, a Rose Namajunas fight, but I, I'm sorry. Like I have a hard time believing that uh, anybody wouldn't be excited for her name, whether it be in the main event spot, co-main event spot fighting for a, a title or uh, a title eliminator. People are going to get excited and didn't people are going to put down their money to watch Rose Namajunas fight. Agreed. And I think it just, we can stop it right there because agreed. Styles make fights and Styles you tell me anybody that, you know, beats or, you know, loses to, to Rose Nami or to, to Carlos Sparza, they don't look good doing it. You might even beat 
Carla, but she's the type of athlete that makes it a fight where you don't always look great doing so. She's a tough fighter to take out. And, you know, we talk about the the credentials of Rose Namajunas, who I truly believe is a Hall of Fame fighter. I think Carla Esparza cemented her status as as being on the short list or a foregone conclusion as being a, a Hall of Fame athlete for the UFC because now she's a two-time champion, was the first strawweight champion yeah. uh, in, in you know UFC history. This win over Rose for for Carla has really cemented her as, as one of the greatest of all time as well. Agree with you completely. And, you know, with all, let's, let's give Carla some respect here. Okay. Carla, total respect. One of my favorite fighters out there, fabulous person on her own. Right. And how fulfilling aside from the fight in the octagon to see this beautiful girl walk down the aisle of love forever with her oh, husband cool was that a week later with the belt around her and yeah. not beat up in the face. Um, so maybe there was poetic justice to the outcome of this leading into a beautiful moment for somebody very deserving. Again, I'm not trying to apologize for the fight in any way, shape or form. If you don't like the fight, that's fine. You don't like the fight. But I think there was something beautiful about the tactics uh, employed to get the job done. Yes, I don't want every mixed martial arts fight to look like that. I, no. I don't really ever want any fight to look like that. But I do believe that if you know what you're watching and, and have an appreciation for the sport, there's plenty to appreciate uh, in there uh, and the finer points of the details for both athletes and what they were trying to do. Yes, it's not the most aesthetically uh, pleasing, but we have to have fights like those too, Bruce, to appreciate the ones uh, like, like Rose is in more often than not where, you know, she's getting a performance of the night bonus or fight of the night bonus. You know, the, the, you, if you never get, something that sort of uh, is a struggle, you never appreciate the, the greatness that is, is just around the bend. Agreed. And as the say, as the saying goes, you can't hit a home run every time. Okay. Oh, and, and you know what, you know how I know that runs. you can't even throw a proper pitch every time. Did you see the Steve Aoki pitch at the Red Sox game? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love Steve. I was wondering I don't think he ever played baseball. I know he's a friend. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. Steve Aoki does wonderful behind the ones and twos and those turntables and the, yeah, the yeah. songs. Uh, but yeah, he's not going to be uh, pitching for anybody's uh, team anytime soon. Well, he went down in history as the only one that could beat 50 cent in the, oh, in the worst pitch ever. But all kidding around, Steve, if you happen to be listening or, or your manager, Dougie, <laughs> um, like Steve wrote, he was very comical about it. He put out an Instagram and he goes, I think I'll stick to throwing cakes. Do you think he knew what he was like, what he was in store for? Cause like you don't go out, like, do you practice? I would practice personally. I'm when practicing. I threw the first pitch at the Dodger game. Yeah. Um, I laced the plate. It was about four inches off the ground, but doesn't it doesn't matter. The plate. I was right from the rubber. Yeah. yeah. But I threw pitches on the, I hadn't thrown a ball in over 10 years. And I threw pitches with one of the uh, catchers on the sideline. You have to, I, right? Well, I would think you do. And I don't think maybe Steve warmed up and he looked like his windup was there. But when you throw a cake, you lob it. So maybe he just, you know, there was too much of a lob in his release. But whatever the case might be, he has such a good attitude. It was fun. Everybody enjoyed it. He got a ton of publicity off it. So right. all PR is good PR. Just spell you know, the same name right. What's that? Just spell the name right, like you always say. Yep. Right, whatever you want, just make sure you spell the name correctly. Just make sure you spell the name correctly. And speaking of spelling the name correctly, you know, Tom Brady, he's going to go, uh, they say after he retires, he's going to be an analyst for Fox on football. I think that's really cool. I'm surprised he's going to do that. I mean, maybe not, because he is like this consummate professional and like uh, lifelong you know, competitor. And I think that there uh, is a whole nother level of, of competition uh, you know, in broadcasting uh, that will probably satisfy that that itch a little bit when he does 
uh, walk away. But I mean, this is a guy that absolutely 100% doesn't need to do anything ever again unless he wants to. And uh, I think it's cool to see that he wants to, uh, you know, get into that side of of uh, the sport when when he is done. But uh, man, I don't know when he's going to be done. I'm not I'm not a firm believer uh, in the idea that we're always going to go into a football year as oh, this is the last year for Tom Brady and have it stick. You know what I mean? So we'll 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 find out. You know what? He has a standing offer, and it's like I've said this before on the show. There's a term in Broadway. It's um, the smell of the grease paint, the roar of the crowd, which is the same thing I'm going to face when I get older. About you know, can I walk away from the octagon? You're as long as I can be away in, from the no, octagon, I'm never walking Come away. On. If I go down to one or two shows a month or whatever, but I'm never walking away, um, unless, until I have to walk away. And like I mentioned earlier, my passion wanes, and it's time for me to walk away. You'll still be pressing the button for the hologram when you can't do it anymore. <laughs> we'll see what the future holds, but you know. Brady with his, his marriage is his, what seems to be a beautiful family set up and everything else. He might be in for more work. I don't, I don't know if you realize the amount of work that it goes in there, but then well, again, I think, I think he does. And I think I, that's what attracts him to it. Okay. Now also speaking of the NFL, did you hear about the kicker that's suing the NFL Jaguars for 3.5 million? He's suing coach ex coach urban Meyer for physical and verbal abuse. Wow. Uh, he wants 3.5 million in salary and damages for emotional distress. I know coaches don't like kickers a lot, Bruce. Yeah, I know that too, but I, it just seems like a money grab. But then again, there's always two sides to every oh, story. We don't know. We don't know. We don't I, know. It's hard for me to think that any athlete would really sort of admit to that um, because, you know, football, especially, it's a sport where you want to be strong. And the idea that you were harmed in a certain way, whether it be, you know, physically or, or mentally and emotionally, um, it's for, for, you know, upper echelon athletes, you have to sort of let go of something and, and be vulnerable. And the, the idea that, you know, this, this athlete is saying like, look, like I think this was inappropriate, the relationship that, you know, was here and, and what you did affected me negatively mentally. Like not a lot of athletes I think are going to allow themselves to even get to that self-realization because they are so game face, hard headed moving forward with the, the, you know, motivated mindset, if you will. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I can't really comment beyond that. Um, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit uh, to go into a couple of stories I want to talk about while we have the moment here. Uh, oh, also to <clears throat> a boxer uh, named uh, Musa Yamak is dead at 38 years old. Oh, no. Not from boxing. He had a heart attack in the ring. Well, I mean, then it kind of was from boxing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I hate to say it's, it's, it's not the typical blunt force trauma to the brain that we hear about no. you know, when, when a handful of boxers pass away. Uh, each Shame. Year, I'm but, sorry to hear about that. Though. No, I mean, obviously, I think there needs to be some investigation done. It's very rare that any high level athletes going to pass away from a heart attack because they, you know, are, are required to be in such great cardiovascular shape. Right. Um, yeah, that's I mean, you know, thank thank your lucky stars, whomever you, you know, believe in as a higher power, whether, you know, you always say like God is the the guarantor of your own destiny. Isn't that Governor what you are of your own destiny? Right. So, uh, you know, if it's yourself that you, you know, thank for for getting through another day or a higher power, I guess always be thankful because you never know when it could be your last. Whoever your God is, I hope he bless you. And again, I let me repeat that God again, when I preach that <clears throat> governor of my own destiny right ultimately as an individual we are our ultimate god because we have to, no matter who god you believe in or what right. advice you get or even if you, 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 you have to make the power. decision right even if you believe in a you higher power you got to believe that you're the one that's you know pushing yourself day in day out exactly with the help of whatever you get your power from sure. so now another thing that's been horrible these shootings 
this weekend were ridiculous, DJ. Uh, it, I mean, I, this Buffalo shooter, you know. You know what's sad, Bruce? My wife brought this up to me and referenced a, a mass shooting. I can't remember where it was, but that that's the issue. I can't remember where it was because there are so many. Like the one that she brought up to me, I had no recollection of. And I, I had to look it up and I was like, wow, how many of these are we dealing with each year? It's, it's way too many, obviously, but way more than you probably think at this point because we hear these breaking news stories, Bruce, and we're just like, yeah, that that's not surprising. No, I mean, in Milwaukee on Friday night, three outside the NBA arena, 17, okay. three blocks down the street. It happened here in Orange County. Arrested. Pardon me? It happened here in Orange County. In Laguna uh, Woods, the church yeah. shooting on Sunday, one dead, five wounded, and then in Buffalo. Oh, my God. It, it just doesn't stop, Bruce. And, you know, that, that's I don't. I don't worry about going out in public. You know, I it's not something I think about. Um, and, and if you do, what are you going to do? You're going to think about it so much that it's going to make you not live a normal life. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I don't know. It's it's just shocking, though, to hear it. But it's also not shocking because we've grown so numb. It's an ongoing thing, TJ. And again, when I think about 20 years ago, it's the type of thing we read about maybe once a year. And now it's like almost every week. And it's just, it's just, or definitely every month. And we'll leave it at that. I, I'm just have to say again, as, as lovely and wonderful a society and life is, you're not safe no matter where you are. So this is, this is the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around. I have a 10 year old son. And when he came home from school and told me about the, you know, active shooter drill that he had to deal with in school. I never had to deal with any of that um, fire alarms. <laughs> I mean, Columbine happened when I was in ninth grade, but even when that happened, it was still so foreign to, to everyone that it would ever happen again. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. we, we didn't, we made some sweeping reforms, I think as far as security was uh, concerned at, at my high school at the time, but never did I ever have to participate in an active shooter drill. And uh, I don't know what I would do, Bruce. I is, Interesting. Um, you know, the the mall uh, in Orange County, South Coast Plaza, it's like a higher end. Yeah, uh, I was just there. Right. So I was there four or five years ago and there was a smash and grab uh, in one of the jewelry stores inside the mall. But it was uh, called in uh, to the police as a as an active shooter. And uh, I was eating at one of the restaurants there and our waiter came over and said, here's the bill. Uh, take care of it whenever you want to. But I just have to ask you, please do not leave. We need you to stay in the restaurant. And I was like, what's going on? And he didn't tell us any information. So I got on Twitter and typed in South Coast Plaza and uh, read some reports that there was an active shooter reported uh, in the building. Again, it wasn't. But I left, Bruce. I wasn't going to sit in the damn restaurant. Of course like not. Like a sitting duck. Like that's what I don't understand either is we have these, these active shooter drills, but I don't feel like they're really uh, beneficial in the idea of taking action in in getting yourself safe it's more like hide under the table i don't who wants to hide under the table and wait for their ultimate demise that just puts all the power into the shooter's hands you know like i i, I want to be proactive in my survival and not just sit there and wait and hope i can't i can't agree with you more um you know, it's just it's just a horrific situation. But with that being said, all I can tell everybody out there what I tell everybody all the time. The best self-defense is to know where you're going, not to put yourself in a situation. Right. You see something happen, stay away, avoid it at all times. Why you sit with your back uh, to the wall and back to the wall, uh, eyes on, me, on the exit within within 30 seconds. I know how to get in. I know how to get out. And I know where everything is. That's and you've my always thought that way, no? Always. Yeah. 
You go through a couple of hellacious bar fights and you better know how the hell to right. get out of there. Right. Okay. I, and, and that's the thing too, Bruce, I not even like just talking about the idea of like mass indiscriminate shootings, but like, you know, when people have conflicts, you know, at the bar, we see them escalate to these shootings and yeah, I'm not condoning violence, but like, man, whatever happened to just get into a good fist fight and sort it out that way. Nope. We've talked about it in the show. Those days are over. Doesn't I hate happen. it. I hate I mean, I don't want to get in a fist fight, but uh, no, no, I don't I mean, want to get last, shot. Last thing I want, I don't need any more of those. But if it happens, it happens. It is what it is uh, here. Another thing, too. Um, this is a victim uh, situations as a result of the Ukrainian war going on with Russia. But right now, McDonald's is leaving Russia altogether. That is insane. Think about that. Think yep, about I mean, all the Russians. Nine billion, you know, served worldwide. That's their whole uh, tagline. And, and we're talking about Russia, which is massive it's a massive massive country and for mcdonald's to make that uh uh decision you know that that sends a message i think i mean it's silly as that sounds uh i think people in russia are gonna have to sort of think okay well if this massive corporation is deciding to you know leave and and give up this market uh maybe there's there's things we need to think about through and look through uh at a, through a different lens yeah, and I'm not trying to coin a pun by saying this or make a joke, but you know what? Maybe it'll make Russians eat healthier. <laughs> That's all I can say. Now, on another end, get this. Thousands in Britain, in the UK, thousands of fish and chip shops could probably close within a year. Why? Because the cod and cooking oil they need for their cooking uh -huh. um, is a, under severe strain to be supplied because of the Russian assault on Ukraine. Really? I mean, I yeah. guess I'm, I'm under. Uh, so it's the oil you're saying? Cod, they claim it's because of the uh, cod, uh, key ingredients, including cod and cooking oil, which oh, okay. is very, very key. I mean, I, I guess I, I guess I don't understand exactly what the oil uh, is and how it's um, you know gathered, but I, I assume it would just be vegetable oil, right? Well, possibly, but here's another thing. The prices are going up like crazy. Oh, I'll give yeah. you an example. A case of Icelandic cod, which used to be in England, um, basically $176 or 140 pounds for our UK friends listening right now, mm -hmm. has now gone up to 270 pounds or basically $331. It's almost doubled in price. Is, is it because maybe the uh, fishermen that catch that, are they Russian and there's sanctions against doing business with I don't know. It doesn't give all that information, but basically there's there's like a half million fish and chip shops in England, half a million small right. businesses. Yeah. Now remember, uh, these are small businesses. So yeah. when prices go up like that, you're talking in food. The main profits in restaurants is in the drinks, you know, the Cokes and this, that, right, and the other. You get like a, uh, an ounce of like fountain cola or fountain drink is like a penny an ounce and yeah. this is for a buck 50 or whatever. Exactly. It's like movie theaters make their money off popcorn and Coke. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here, uh, basically, they're paying 83% more for sunflower oil compared to okay, early March. Oil. Got it. Right? Palm oil, which is an alternative, has doubled in price from Indonesia, which is the biggest importer of palm oil. Okay. And it's just making a strain. I mean, small businesses cannot afford to do this. It's odd to me, though, that it has something to do with Russia. Like, if your oil is coming from Indonesia, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, th that's the thing, though. We've learned so much about supply chains and shortages that uh, nothing really surprises me but hey you know as far as the cod price is concerned i don't know what they make the fillet of fish but uh you know mcdonald's might be able to sell some of their stock now that they don't have to be in russia they can just sell it to england and you can get your uh fillet of fish and chips 
Interesting point. I wonder if the McDonald's stock is suffering just from this one announcement. I'm going to check that after the show. Uh, the other thing is that this was announced by the National Federation of Fish Friars. So I, we're hearing it from the right. horse's mouth. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, TJ, I'm just trying to think here. Oh, you know that China, <clears throat> China Eastern crash that happened, that down plane? I did not hear about this. When did this happen? Yeah. Uh, just a few days ago. Okay. I feel it might be a deliberate act by the pilot. Oh, man. I don't know how this being investigated, but that's what's being investigated right now. And on the lighter side of life, I'm sorry to go. I hate the fact that I go from that kind of oh, story to this. No, just don't finish on it. Just don't finish on it. I'm not gonna, I won't finish on it. But Chris Helms, Thor Hammer. Yeah. Going up for auction. Okay. How much? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say $1.2 million. No, a hundred thousand. That's way cheaper than I thought. And the, yeah, reason I thought that, I thought. the reason I thought that was because like comics are such a big thing, right? Like the whole movie industry now is, is built on these franchises. So I thought definitely would be worth, I mean, I don't know, buy it, buy it. If you got the money, buy it. Cause that thing is going to appreciate in value tenfold very quickly. Well, speaking of appreciation, one little bit of collector talk before we go, <clears throat> um, this is a 1961 Fleer unopened basketball pack. That that's, could have Will Chamberlain's rookie. Not card. the first time it's been on this show. Right. Now, my birthday Saturday, uh -huh. turning 65. I'm not Saturday. buying you one, Bruce. I'm not. Uh, no, you don't have to buy me anything. Okay, just, just your friendship, love, and affection. Okay. You got it for life. Brian, we had a family night last night. Brian made pasta. The family came over, the boys, and we watched The Godfather. We had a Godfather night. Okay. All right. Because right? the boys never saw The Godfather, one of I've the never greatest seen movies. One of the hundred greatest movies ever made, which I think if you sat down with your son, you would have a good time watching. It's three uh, hours long. No way in hell he's watching anything for three hours. Gotcha. So, that Brian, now this is the original pack, and this pack used to come in a box right. that would contain 24 of the packs. Mm -hmm. This pack I bought for 1100 six years ago now sells for roughly about seven dollars $8,000. Wow. Okay. And unopened and mm -hmm. graded. Brian gave me a gift of a box what now not a box of the packs that would make that crazy that's still pretty crazy look at no, that this, this is, everything yeah this is get this is wrapped the way it should be collecting it's an, an a box where the packs are not in the box now give an example of collecting brian paid 260 dollars for this in 2013 right okay and he sold it um one sold for 676 dollars a few years ago all right, right? Okay. And this box is worth roughly about $1,100 now. Just Man. Isn't that crazy? Like, see, for me, like, I'd be like, sell it, Bruce, sell it, Bruce. But like, no. you, you always talk about how you got to sit on it. 10 years from now, prediction, conservative prediction. 10 years from now, this box is $5,000. Wow. And this pack is 30. Wow. Okay. Prediction. All right. All so right. You're not going anywhere. Nowhere. I, I still need to bring over my uh, my Foot Locker of baseball cards. I listen. You still got to get over the friggin' house. So I know. Just, well, let's let, let's make a date because I think we can do a show out of that, and I think uh, I think we get Brian over. I think we yeah. No, I, I'm totally for it. But you know, I usually make dates with girls. They keep them. So why don't you be like a girl and keep a date? Let's get a date. Hey, I uh, I, I I don't like that. I don't like what you just said to me. I feel like you're attacking my character, and you're not. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong, Bruce. So let's let's make the date, and I will make that date. Lunch is on me. Trust me. It's going to be a, it'll be a fun few hours for you, TJ, and for me, too. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be heartbreaking for me because we're going to open up all my baseball cards and realize that they're worthless. But uh, uh, there might be some gems in there. We'll decide. Oh, you have unopened packs in there? Yeah. 
Uh, well, I'll tell you whether you're going to open it's a not, pack or not. Probably in the right year, but yeah, I got some matter, but you're not, you're not opening cards. I got some loose cards from the 60s and 70s that we can go through. But if you have an open packs from the 60s and 70s, they are not going to be opened. You know, no, that's fine. I'll okay. We'll cover that bridge when it comes. Last note, and I look forward to it. Um, Puncher's Chance is the major sponsor of the of the PFL. Yep. Have you seen one of the shows? Uh, at I have all? I've seen Puncher's Chance all over those broadcasts. all over the place. Four yeah. national commercials show fighters holding up bottles and. You know what, TJ? It's had a direct effect on sales. I believe it. I mean, yeah. there's a reason there's a reason that live uh, sports are so lucrative when it comes to television rights. And a lot of that is because of the advertising. I mean, all of it's really because of the advertising. And uh, that advertising is only valuable because it motivates people to spend money. And, uh, you know, I, I think you're seeing that uh, firsthand. Thank you. I am. Two last notes. Uh, glad to see that the Congress finally taking UFOs seriously and taking a stand on them. We know they're out there. We've talked well, about it on the show. UFOs have always existed. We just didn't know what they were. They're just unidentified. It doesn't mean they're aliens. It just means they're unidentified. They're among us. They walk among us. <laughs> I don't know if they walk among us, but I know, I know, but that's another, we got to get a professional on the show. I want to have another, I would love back. to talk about that. So like, uh, I get Joe Rogan back on the show. That's what we talked about when he was on. Yeah. So. You know, I, I, uh, I'm terrified of, of aliens. It's, it's something that scares me like a lot, but I don't know if I believe in them necessarily, but the thought of them, Bruce, like, let me say this. I definitely believe that there's life out there. The universe is way too big to not have life out there. I just don't know if they're coming in seeing us whether it be from afar or as you you know kiddingly said walking well, among us but for our listeners out there view tj i know you've seen it but watch rowdy rowdy piper's they live okay right yeah watch that movie and then we'll talk about that and write us in write it write us questions into the show if you watch it it's uh, that that is one of my favorite um alien movies and now by the way u.s households can now order eight more free covid tests from the government you're allowed to order your free tests take well, advantage of the opportunity. one though is still up in the air what's that whether or not you'll get one in a timely manner is still up in the air. Well, take advantage of it and buy them. I, I ordered a batch from CVS. They're, they're readily available now. So you yeah, so my Walgreens locally w was still out of them um, this last week. So just go to just go to CVS.com. They'll order them right off the site. Well, I'll get out. OK, uh, aside from that, TJ, go ahead and then we'll sign off. Uh, you can check out my new show, Extra Rounds, uh, on UFC Fight Pass. You can, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can actually see this uh, camera right now. I got this HD camera. I don't like it, Bruce. It makes me shave a lot more when I do stuff because... Oh, no, you look good. You look more uh, handsome. Come on, your color's good, too. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. You're the first person that's ever said that to me because more often than not, it's like, please go outside and get some sun, TJ. Blinded but, by the light. Sorry, oh, sorry. yes, it's all right. It's all right. But well, I've noticed, uh, I've never really been able to grow a beard, Bruce, but I've started to to grow it out a little bit. It's It you know comes and goes. But now I hate the idea of having a beard because I've just found out that... Uh, I'm, I'm gray. It's all gray. Like, I hate it. Welcome to the world. I was going to tell you one thing, TJ. It starts here, goes here, goes down here. That's let's the way. Not, let's just stop it right there. But uh, <laughs> no, check it that's out. why God made Manscaped, baby. That's right. Uh, extra rounds available for you uh, on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, this last weekend, uh, I was live with Ray Longo, and we recapped uh, the card that saw Jan Blahovich defeat Alexander Rakic in the main event. There you go. Okay. All right, everybody. Um, I will not be in the octagon this weekend. Uh, Joe Martinez will be taking over the announcing duties, and I'm sure he'll do his great job as usual. Uh, I'll be watching. I'll have a great time watching the show. We'll be back next week with another guest. Happy I birthday, am taking this way. weekend. Pardon me? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. I'll talk to you before then, so happy birthday. 
Thank you. you I'm can't taking. Believe the... You're going to be 52 years old. It's crazy. <laughs> I'll compare my body to a 30 year old man walking, but there isn't a rector set going on inside at certain places. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with all kidding aside, um, no, I'm taking the next three weeks off from the UFC. I am uh, taking a special weekend for myself for this uh, my birthday weekend. Next week's Memorial. I have a chance to go to Havasu uh, with my buddy Robert. He's got a house up there. Just bought himself a nice little four-seater private jet. Wants to fly up. That could be fun. But I don't know. Havasu might be a little too much of a craziness for me. It's rowdy up there. It's pretty rowdy. Not that I can't play, but that's not really where my head's at these days. No, I hear you. Um, and I'm taking a wine country too. trip. Huh? Save your energy, too. You got a big international fight week coming up in July. Oh, man. I got so many shows coming up. It's ridiculous. But Singapore, I'm looking forward to. I am pl- I am taking, I'll talk about it the week before, but I'm going to taking, um, already agreed to a beautiful uh, wine country trip up into San uh um Santa Inez up above Santa Barbara here. Wow. Take photos. Uh, wine- Pardon me? Take photos. I want to see photos. Oh, I'll be taking photos like crazy. It's going to be wine tasting in caves and the whole bit. It's a really it got offered to me as a as a birthday gift from the people that own it and you know, beautiful villa, the whole bit. How can I turn that down? Yeah, of course. Go go enjoy. But I like I said, I want I want to see photos. You will. I guarantee you. We'll talk again. We'll talk about it the week before week after. All right. Enough for me. I plan on celebrating my birthday. I believe it's celebrating your birthday a week before to week after. But quite frankly, I celebrate my birthday 365 days a year when I wake up, you know, just happy to wake up and enjoy this beautiful life. I wish all of you the same out there. So please, everybody set your goals, write them down. So when you step on that yellow brick road for your future, you are the best you can be. And whether you're first place, second place, 10th, or you're the champion, it means you're winning. And we're all about winning on this show. Because as I always say, it's time to win. Buffer out. Have a great week. Love you all.